Welcome back to another episode of the Reason to Behold podcast with Tolly Talks. And Arnold Reasons and some very special guests. Very Hope special Jean. guests. Hope Jean in the building. Hello, hello, greetings. And what the listeners might not know <laughs> is that today is like a double special opportunity because half of Hope Jean is actually an introduction to the wow. other half of Tolly. Piling on the I, I suspected that this might come, but I wasn't sure that it was going to be so early on because you're I mean, so. I know, stupid. right? I'm, gonna, I'm just organic, authentic. I'm just, I'm just oh, trying yeah. to let people know. I'm just trying to let people know who's on the episode, but we'll save that episode for another recording. So, yeah. I'd like to hear that one for sure, for sure. <laughs> but yeah, welcome, Hope Jean. Thank you. It's so good to be with you guys. It's good to have you guys on. This has been something that we've been wanting to do for some time, actually. So it's great to finally get around to doing it. Yeah. So for the benefit of the listeners, some of them, I'm sure, will know who Hope Jean is. But for those who might not be in the know just yet, do you guys want to give us a little bit of a brief introduction to who is slash what is Hope Jean? Shara. Okay, I'm Shara. I'm half of Hope Team, and the other half is Carla. <laughs> um, we are a gospel band. Um, uh, we're British. Very proud of that. Um, we have been doing Hope Team and music for over a decade now. Um, and we just released our first album on the 31st of December, New Year's Eve 2021 um, titled Defined which we're really excited about mm. um, so if you haven't heard it, check it out, you can find it on all major platforms um, but yeah, it's that's who we are Carla, I don't know if you want to add anything to that blurb I think it might be cool if we were actually sisters that helps. Oh, see, oh, yeah, I was, that's I was kind of not wanting to say it. <laughs> I think that's quite a cool thing. Like, is, I, I really is. like that. It is. So I think I like that, that you like adds... being my sister. That's nice. Yeah, I, I actually really do. <laughs> We've come a long way, you know? We've come a long way. It's been um, touch and go, guys. <laughs> seriously, like, I think even more so because we're siblings. Like, that's real talk some other time. Mm. But, um, yeah, we are siblings, so I think even in the development of what we've been doing uh, with this album is more than just like music being released. It's actually a journey, mm. um, and even more intense because it's a family relationship and a ministry relationship and a creative relationship, mm. um, all at the same time. So there's a lot into it, but we are so grateful, uh, so blessed um, and really privileged to finally have released something after a decade which sounds like a very, very long time to release an album but it's worth every note uh, and every one of those years all at the same time if that makes any sense (laughs) No, for sure and I think anybody listening who paid attention to what you just said, you mentioned that it's been over a decade Mm -hmm. tell us a bit more about that Oh, it's going to be longer than a podcast. Yeah. <laughs> Again, honestly. Yeah, I mean, we were, I was at university, was it, Carla? Yeah, I think time. so. I had graduated, but recently graduated when you were, when we yeah. started. 
so we we were in our church so kind of birthed from our church our worship team and um when we say we've been on this journey since then it's it's been a step by step we weren't like immediately hope gene the two of us there's we were hope generation at some point which was more about entire yeah worship team so um, Such a Christian name, right? I, I just know. Wow. <laughs> that was Auntie Joyce. Honestly, <laughs> yes, that was actually one of the aunties in church that said, "I think you should be called Hope Generation." It's American. That's what I easy, like, okay, whatever yeah. you say, AJ. It's done. So we just kind of took it. What? What? What can you do? Um, mm-hmm. But then, yeah, we've just evolved over the years, and people, you know, were part of us at the at the onset, and then. As we took a step and a step, they realized, you know, they love being the worship team, but they weren't called to Hope Gene, Hope Generation at the time, mm. um, which was fine. So the, the band just started becoming more established. Um, and then even then there was three of us as Hope Gene. And then even now we're the two of us, uh, Rachel um, moved on. It wasn't, she that season kind of ended for her. So yeah, the last few years, um, it's it's been the two of us. We've just really believed that God has put this on our life and this call. Um, and even though we wrestled with it and we wanted to give it up or figure out is this really legit, whatever. But you know that God was speaking to us back then, even even before over a decade decade ago, and mm. we just wanted to be faithful and obedient. To, to that so that's kind of why we we're still doing it over a decade later because mm. it's not just for for one day it's it's a callings for life really so so i have a few questions oh actually. here we go yeah <laughs> um so, <laughs> so the first question is um so you had hope generation and hope gene and what do the different names kind of mean because it's an interesting kind of transition between the two and they both have quite cool meanings so yeah I think I don't think that they were like maybe as distant as maybe one might think to begin with but I think initially it was a very broad stroke like yes we're here to bring hope to a generation but then as we started to kind of explore that concept and you know, simultaneously develop as a band. And as Shara said, it went through so many changes, whether it was the faces uh, of the sound and like figuring out what the purpose actually was of the band. And I think it's, and more and more, I think when we realized what we were doing, I think the distinction came between like, when we think about a generation, it means multiple, you know, population. It's, It's an entire you know, circuit of people that seem to be existing at the same time. Mm. But like, I think for us after a while, we began to realize that maybe actually we just represent a genetic strand, something that is almost like infused in something bigger. And we wanted to be that little bit of, you know, infusion. And that's where the hope gene came in. It's just like, if we're going to bring a strand to something, let it be hope. And that's kind of we how we got to kind of like that final name and it's really stuck I think yeah. and I think that that stuck I think after like maybe the first four years of mm-hmm. you know when Hope Generation had kind of started to formulate and we had we had done some things together as a group and then as a result of that people realized that Shara kind of described uh, quite aptly about this is when people were figured out that actually maybe the where they love worship 
what Hope Gene or Hope Generation was doing is not what they felt to be part of. And that's just kind of part of how the involvement process um, kind of took place. Yeah. Mm. Mm. And how, this is probably a bit of a tough question, but like, how did that feel in terms of, because I know sometimes, so like, I think about like me and Arnold, right? And we've been doing like RTB together. And I'm thinking like, if one of us was to be like, my season is done. Mm. Even just thinking about it, I'm like, ah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, what does that feel like? Like you said, it's it's more than you know, just music. It's ministry. It's family. It's you know, it's it's a lot of things, and you spend a lot of time with people building stuff like that. Mm. Did what did that feel like? Um, kind of on the journey, because like I said, it's been it's been over a decade, and several people have kind of come along. So what did what did that feel like? It's it's really big. I'd say I think it's it's really defining um, it and it's testing. So mm. when I say testing, where that's the whole question that Carla and I had to figure out was mm. Hope Gene only supposed to be with those people or is it with in this kind of version, etc. Mm. And so every time mm. something has happened, we've had to regroup and redefine and come back mm. to the the whole purpose in the first instance and what was the purpose and what is the vision mm. and ultimately every time we come back the vision has been we believe that God has called us to bring hope and to bring hope through this um, vessel this means this avenue mm. and um Sometimes we don't understand why. Sometimes we feel, um, you know, imposter syndrome, you know, all of those things. But mm. ultimately, every time there has been a change, every time there's been someone who's come or someone who's gone or uh, relationship issues, even between myself and Carla, we are always having to regroup and come back to mm. this is bigger than mm. even us. The call mm. and mm. the message is bigger than mm. all of that. Mm. And that needs to be the consistent anchor, regardless of every change. What's really cool for me, so like when Arnold and I were starting about RTB and he was explaining about what he wanted to be and stuff, it was that thing of, look, this has to be, it has to be bigger than just the two of us. Mm. You know, which is one of the things like, that's why, you know, our names aren't really on it like that. Mm. You know, this is about actually, I think you guys have said this to me before as well, is that like, almost like like anybody can be Hope Gene anybody can be rtb it goes mm. further than us and mm. it's something that is bigger than us and i think that's really important um for christians as we build things out and that's one of the things that i loved about watching you guys go through the process of where actually you know your album is such a mix of different seasons of hope gene yeah. you know seasons where there's three of you seasons where there's two of you seasons where one of you is singing like there's so many different seasons but it all comes together to deliver yeah. that message. Uh, message and that that's really cool for me yeah that's amazing <clears throat> i think i would say like agreeing with shara and i think it's also important just to acknowledge i think it was 10 years of a lot of change and people coming and going and these were not relationships that I think we would ever see as frivolous mm. and I think even at the time of myself I look at myself when I was 21 years old 22 years old when we started this and that's when we just started engaging I think I just graduated so I must have been a, yeah 22 23 it's a long time ago um 
my investment in relationships was give everything and these people were like family like they came on holiday with us they were at family events mm. they we did you know we together did, we did life together and so when those changes come that is hard because it feels like a severing and then like sure i said it's the whole thing well if this is falling apart here or this seems to be ending here you know which is sometimes a natural progression and also you know it's just part of life sometimes it did make us question like is this valid anymore what we were doing mm. and and i think you know many people that go through that process like you guys have described about realizing from the get go we've decided this is always going to be bigger than us i think in my youth and in my naivety and still trying to figure myself out I wasn't quite aware of actually that that is that's okay to hold on to that and the fact that sometimes that will entail some people being part of the journey and some not or some being there mm. for seasonal or transitory transitory moments and those were hard lessons to learn mm. because like like I said for me in terms of relationships I would give everything therefore that person took a piece of my soul with them mm. and that means the creativity that we that we infuse in also this is now coming with spiritual dynamics as well like mm. there are layers to that those connections there's layers to those relationships it's not as simple as yeah you know they moved on i, I will say that mm. as much as yes they did move on and it's okay that that happens it didn't and there was a grieving, come without, definitely a yeah, grieving. it didn't come without a weight to each and every yeah. one and That's we didn't like bounce back like the next day oh okay really I guess it's yeah. it took processing it took us mm. you know literally having periods of not doing music as we mm. grieve as we figured out what's going on mm. um mm-hmm. but we just tried to move past it and we have moved mm. past it and i thank god for the journey because i think that what what we'd like to do and what we hope we do in our music is be honest mm. and even in that that's life we're not exempt mm. from the process everyone's going to have those kinds of situations in life and mm. um, hopefully we can be beacons of hope that even though that mm. happens that's not the end mm-hmm. and it's not destroying and and i think it's it's such an important thing that you guys have said because even when i think about how god works and how god weaves different lives together and there are seasons there are ebbs and flows and mm. i feel like sometimes to be honest like within church it feels like a bit of a gang right is it like come on you're my people and like you can't leave you know like this is till but this is a blood just, covenant you know like, <laughs> <laughs> there is no out you sign up you know here. But that's the language no that's the language that we're around sadly so, that yeah. is the language and and perhaps we really really need to address them. that as mm. uh, as the church mm. because Agreed. they they come with again that spiritual weight so if it's you know kind the of like God said this oh and actually maybe <laughs> there's a little bit more to it than that that's not saying that god hasn't done something mm. but we don't know if that's seasonal or not that he doesn't always give us the big picture mm. but we become so final and absolute about that i for one am, have a problem with being very absolute it's like there's lots of nodding heads <laughs> for like two thirds half of this uh this group it's fine i'll take that one on the chin but you you feel like well, this is what it's supposed to be. if this is falling apart then i have to question the foundations of everything yeah. and actually mm. that's not the way that the process works every time no. And I had to I learn think, that hard way. I think what what God does as well is that like different parts of the body needs different things at different yeah. moments in time, mm. and you know, actually sometimes that movement 
and that change is really necessary. So like at the moment within our church, we're going through a period where, you know, actually quite a big chunk of our church, a big chunk of the leadership, they feel like God has called them to go back to America. And when you look at everything that happened, you're like, God is all over this, but like it is still actually really sore, you know, because these are the people who we do life with. These are the people who are really close to us. We're doing ministry with them. Like we go through all that stuff together and they're moving to the other side like almost of the world right and but in seeing god in that it gives me comfort so i'm like okay there is a purpose in all of this there is a plan another part of the body needs that supply and i think for me it's almost just like an encouraging thing to anyone who's listening that look sometimes it is going to feel really sore you know people who you saw things happening for a really long time with you know their situation might change or whatever it is but it also doesn't mean that you know you can never talk to that person again or like yeah. you know they're totally dead to you or whatever it is like there is always you know, like honestly sometimes like okay. when people leave situations or leave a church it's like no they're backsliding you know like, <laughs> they're not with us they're against us but it's like no we're all still with each other we're all still going forward and what i really loved is seeing how you know you and you and some of the guys who were in the band before you were able to talk as the album was coming out the excitement you were able to share because this is all still something you guys have all done together and that mm. that for me was really really cool to see and and i really hope that like you know as we all go through life as christians like actually we can bring more of that because for me it's an and it's an additive thing right so like our pastors who have gone back to america like they're now our connection to a whole bigger community as well mm. so like we're gonna go visit them at some point and when we go visit them we go and meet new people you know, and this is how God connects the body. And sometimes it can feel like a subtraction, mm, you know, mm. but God is a God of like abundance and giving and growth. So even when there's pruning, it's so that more fruit can abound, you know, and sometimes it's, yeah, go on, go on. And then finish that, bro. Yeah, sometimes it's hard to see that when you're getting cut. <laughs> That's what I was going to say. <laughs> In a nutshell. Yeah. <laughs> it reminded me of when when Jesus was speaking to disciples about the fact that he was leaving and how it was better for them and that the Holy Spirit would come and so on and so forth. Like there's naturally going to be that feeling of this is somebody that we were really doing life with day in, day out. There's loss, like, and it's a real thing. Mm. And there's so many things that we don't see described in the scriptures about how the disciples would have felt in those moments and stuff. Mm. We don't see that, but it's kind of like what you were speaking about, the fact that, there is a sense of loss, but then in the bigger picture, there's actually a much greater gain. And even from the hope gene example, I'd like what I was thinking about is that people that were maybe around before who might not necessarily be around today under the name hope gene, in some senses, you know how you said that they take a piece of your soul, Carla? They also take a piece of hope gene wherever they go and in whatever they do. Wow. So it then causes like a way for the message that is bigger than the two of you to multiply in different ways that's good um Carla what were you going to say because I've got a question once you're done yeah no I was going to go back to a little bit about just like how the grieving thing but it might not be necessary um I think I was just about to say in terms of I think Tolly Sarah we're, we're not really taught in church how to deal with these types of transitions yeah and yeah. I think depending you know, and where you stood in that story of that moment that really impacts possibly the experience. And mm. again, becoming like a, going back to like this band, um, you know, uniquely with, you know, 
kind of like as an exclusive example of what that's felt like. I think it was the double whammy of a lot of times being ministry kids and pastors kids came with other dimensions Mm. of how that felt in the separation time. Mm. Um, But yeah, I was just going to talk about that, but yeah, I I think there is no one when, when they experience that transition, whether they have a story or a context like mine and my, my sister's Mm. or Shara's, um, in terms of we had those different layers of our context as to how those transitions happened or when people left and how that felt. Wherever you are, whatever that looks like, that loss is still the same, that grief is still the same, that processing is still the same of, of how to figure stuff out afterwards. That That's all I wanted to say about it, really. Mm. That's really good. Now I've got another question, which wasn't my original question, but it's a question related <laughs> to what you said. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. But no, but it's actually, it's good. It's actually good because I think what I was thinking to myself is having gone through that process yourselves, what were some of the practical things that helped you guys to, to process that sense of loss, that sense of grief, and even the sense of not knowing like what the future looked like for Hope Gene, whether this was to come to an end, all of that kind of stuff. What were some things that helped you guys in those seasons? Um, probably having each other in the mm. first instance. Uh, secondly, I would say us um, having people around us. And as Carla mentioned, we're, we're PKs, ministry kids. So our pastors are, our, at that time, we're our um, parents. And so all of that kind of stuff. So we had people in our lives who were a little bit ahead of us, who'd experienced life and were seasoned. Mm and have experienced loss and have experienced Mm. relationships evolve and change so they could provide us with um kind of like the the wisdom the um edification the encouragement and ultimately the hope of Mm. um moving past that point um and how to navigate that as as positively and healthily as possible as Carla said we're not really taught these things or you know it theoretically but when you feel it and your emotions and your narrative and your version of everything of the events you know is 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 your reality and actually experiencing it's very different to the theory um Mm. but that's kind of where we get to know ourselves better get to know god a whole lot better get to understand Mm. purpose a whole lot better um ministry you know we're all called to to be ministers in whatever way in whatever form but it's all about people and people are complex Mm. and um it's just another opportunity to learn and grow so i think that was for me um i need a safe space to process that so having my sister who could who was there she processed things very differently to me in that moment but Mm. say if i'm if i'm really broken then she could pull me out my pe- my parents mm. slash pastors could pull me out and vice versa if, if it was Carla's turn today um in terms of giving up you know maybe we shouldn't do hope gene then I'm there to like challenge that so it's it's kind of walking together and having people do the journey with you mm. um is in has always been invaluable to me I think I agree with everything Shara said. Like, I think in terms of all of those other elements, it was quite anchoring having that support there Mm. by the grace of God, actually, because I don't think everyone even has that luxury. But I think even during that process, like, I think I'm going to kind of following on and adding to Shara's point where you learn so much more about God in those times as 
and I definitely know this was there was a moment almost I'd say to revelation moment not to use too much Christianese but it was like the lights went on I think in the midst of something quite devastating I think at the separation of of something to do with hope gene in its process mm. or, or what we were doing in ministry and literally it was a light bulb moment I knew that it wasn't for me it had to come from the Holy Spirit because all of a sudden I realized it's, I, I felt so strongly that God was saying it's not your gig it's mine Mm. And I was like, "This, if that's the case, then this releases me from all of the feeling of like." Come on, oh, sorry, I have to. I have to have the responsibility of firstly fixing this relationship when you can't, mm. and secondly, like dealing with the guilt afterwards of like, you know, you know, am I supposed to make it happen? And I can't make it happen without this person or without a certain environment or whatever, when you don't have the tools that you thought you needed in order to continue on with the, the purpose. Mm. And I really, and, and that helped me so much. I'm like, actually, I, I'm not on the other side of how that person might be feeling or experiencing. This might be the end for them and that's mm. okay. Mm. And, but it's not my gig. I'm not responsible for them becoming a whole again. And I think also this is going back to that dynamic of being PKs you take on what you feel is a different responsibility to the rest of the congregation because mm. you feel just as responsible for that environment than possibly even your parents because you came with a package. And for some reason, people automatically sometimes look at PKs with the same level of expectation of creating that environment for them as they would do your pastor parents. Mm. And I think during that, it was a tough time, but I'd got to a place when I know, as I said before, this was the Holy Spirit saying, it's not, it's, it's not your gig, it's mine. And I'm like, oh, so this means I'm actually free to live and love people and not have to cut them off and not have to be like, I've got to hold on to my anger because it's injustice. Actually, I don't understand what's going on. There's so many complexities, as Shara said, when it comes to people. It's not mm. a straight line and I will not have the answers for it, but it does mean I can be free and still follow on with the purpose and what you're called to do, even mm. if I don't understand fully what's going on. Yeah, some good points and you know I think that even makes me think there might be an episode or two on being a PK pending the two of you guys being a part of that (laughs) it's an honest conversation which needs to be had so yeah totally that's a panel coming yeah for sure honestly because I already thought round the ball up in my mind round the ball up for sure so I think we did the thing that we usually do. We got really, really deep, really, really quickly. We did. So <laughs> let's, let's pull it back really a little bit. Started. Okay. No, no, no. Let's let's pull it back a bit and actually talk a little bit about the music. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> let's okay. talk about the music. Okay. Um, so as you guys may have noticed, the the backing music is slightly different um, for this episode, and they are actually Hope Gene songs. Um, so yeah, let's talk a little bit about the songs, guys. Like. Talk to us. What you know? There's eleven songs. Talk to us about them. Eleven songs. <laughs> it is eleven, right? I got that right, didn't I? It is eleven it songs. Is 11 yeah. songs. Oh, that's the <laughs> not going to happen if you got that wrong. The Lord <laughs> will not let me. Stay. That would have been beans on toast. Thank you, Lord. Super needles, mate. That would have been. <laughs> Not even beans on toast. We don't needles. even have any of that stuff in our cupboards. <laughs> so sure. Oh, he would have gone out. <laughs> I'd have had to ravage it. <laughs> wow. Yeah, 11 songs. Um, I think we mentioned a bit earlier about how 
you know, the band, its name and everything is not just about this moment. It's actually been about a journey. And I think the songs are no exception, including in that whole idea, mm. inclusive in that whole idea, because I think, I think we've joked about many times. So some of those songs I wrote 12 years ago, and yet they're only seeing light of day now. Mm. And when we look back and even in our kind of like going back and editing or going back on songs and changing stuff, realizing, gosh, we, it's it's such a transparent moment of honesty of where we were as people. Sometimes it's a little awkward, but maybe people. This is this goes back to Shara's need for it's honest, it's authentic because it really is. And when we look back at some of those songs, I think particularly I'm going to start name dropping some of those songs. It might be a bit more helpful, like Righteous Right Choice. When we look song. at why we wrote that, it's Shara's favorite song. I joke in saying you'll be able to pick out which songs are Shara's favorites because there's like a definite line that. of <laughs> <laughs> there's a line in there that's got a bit of edge to it. But like, Old and Testament. If, if we... <laughs> yeah, my brother knows me. Honestly, he knows me. Like, I, I, I'm not going to deny it. And all that to say, Tom has known us for about eight years, and he knows this Old Testament thing has not died out in my system <laughs> whatsoever. So when glory he says it... Glory. <laughs> strength to all strength. That to say, all that to say is, like, when we look at, at those songs and we realise where we were, and then we look at, like, what were we thinking? It just shows the journey element again, and it highlights what God has been doing in terms of chipping away at us some of those songs were wrote about feeling sad about, you know, what we felt uh, was being slighted or when we felt people were doing things to us. And we're like, actually, look how really silly we actually were. <laughs> and you think mm. that you're highlighting others, but all it did was show, if I may say that, plank in your own eye. Um, and then there were other songs, I think, for me, I know when I wrote every single one of those songs, I knew, for example, one of them, What Love, is actually about a young boy who was the age of 15 years old, had no church background at all, decided to come on a whim to a Christian camp with a youth group, including us there, and just came there because he wanted to be with the girl that he liked, but ended up encountering Jesus and healing for his own father. Mm. And like those are huge, they're stories that actually happen. They're landmarks that wow. are very real about people yeah. and about real life experiences and I, in one of my songs, I talk about a human condition. People have got are spending hours, or decades, and or centuries writing about trying to fathom the complexities of human conditions, mm. and just watching them in that cycle of stuff. I remember every single kind of like moment when those ideas came to my mind when I wrote those lyrics, or what I was going through at that time. And then when you look back in hindsight, you're like, "Gosh, this is not just a story for you know nice music. It's a story, and they are." things that are kind of bigger as Shara says than what we are mm. and I think that really comes through that it's bigger than you guys because I think even just knowing that it was something that happened over you said 12 year period right like you could have easily just gone back and said alright let's delete all of the old stuff let's make 12 new tracks or 11 new tracks and kind of cut out the people that aren't here anymore as well all of those kinds of things you could have done to almost create the 20 or end of 2021 2022 version but you stayed true to what 
what was for that season you you know you you allowed the people that weren't necessarily around today to still come through the the songs the things that represented the seasons that you were previously in to still be a part of the finished product um so i think that's really 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 interesting i did have a question as well actually so the name of the album is defined why defined um so when we put all the music together after we had compiled it after we had revisited um as carla said many of the songs that were more towards the 12 years ago side yeah um and everything evolved and we were listening through everything the and i've said this before and we've discussed this with Uncle Tolu, um, the feeling for myself personally, and I'm sure Carla did, but in, in that moment personally, it was that everything kind of made sense, who mm. we were supposed to be, the message that we were supposed to represent and the journey all made sense. And Even in that the moment, sound as well sound, of it too. Because mm-hmm. I mean, many of the songs have changed so much from the the raw, um, original versions. Mm. And when it was all done and it was all finished, I felt that we were defined as a band. I mm. felt Hope Jean was defined. Our mm. purpose, our message, everything was defined. And I would say, Carla, that you shared exactly the same sensation. Um, in that moment and that's kind of where that name stuck Mm. yeah Uh, we actually like had meddled with two words it was defined and the other one was refined and the reason refined is because it had felt like fire (laughs) (laughs) but we're like this is a little too you know aggressive slightly volatile (laughs) not quite the message you want to do but like the stories themselves are in the songs we'll already like are obvious examples of refinement of people's understanding of growth of going through experiences and coming out the other side that's that's a given so when it came to define i think that became more personal to who we were as as a band as people as people mm. um and that's what we wanted to embrace and it's why we also pushed so much that this we have to finish this work now it had to be done in 2021 because we felt i think even in light of like what everyone had gone through for two years of life going on pause and the pressure cooker of, you know, people had to really address stuff that we had taken for granted before, before the COVID period Mm. or, and then people going through so many other elements of challenge through the last few years were like, hope needs to be loud now. Mm. And we've been sitting on this for a while. Like this has to be done now. We must, Mm. whatever happens, this must be done now. And, I noticed that the release date when I checked out on Spotify was 31st of December 2021 and I know you mentioned it earlier today was there something behind that because I know you also just mentioned that it had to be released in 2021 Mm -hmm. was there something Mm -hmm. more to it yeah 100% we um when we speak about that being the day it was that we were not going to leave the year Mm. without completing it Mm. and we were not going to start the next year without mm. it in mm. our hands and running with it mm. um so it was definitely purposeful it straddled you know new year's eve is 
for us is always it's a defining moment again yeah Mm -hmm. of saying goodbye to a part to the past and and springing forward into the future so that was significant everything every single thing was significant for us and we were purposeful and intentional about it Um, because you could you know some people might be ridiculous to release it on the last day if you just think about like you know um remembering in terms of bringing Oh, when it was released. So how how well did it sell in 2021? Well, it was out mm. for a day. <laughs> those, those kinds of things. But, but that wasn't what it was about for us. It was about getting it done and using that date to straddle the two years and to springboard mm. into into a new season, into whatever God had for us this year. So yeah, definitely, definite. That's good. And how have you like what's been the most surprising? thing in terms of like the responsibility like for us right we've looked at numbers like once or twice and there are people that listen in like columbus ohio that for me has been the most ex- like surprising and humbling thing because i don't know anybody in columbus mm. ohio but whoever you are we appreciate you and we love you and it's surprised it just like blessed yeah. us so much we're just like this is amazing <laughs> like we never thought of that so like what's been the most surprising um thing for you guys that that day when we released it, um, I was working, I'm still working, doing my nine to five. And uh, there was just throughout the day an influx of positive response and people reaching out, people literally across the world who may have been in, in mine and Carla's life like 15 years ago or mm. 12 years ago. And we we don't talk now, but they have been watching this journey and they were like frontline supporting us and encouraging Mm -hmm. us. And I was so overwhelmed that people even cared because it it kind of got to the point where we went, we would, we needed to do this because it was a calling and it was a purpose for myself and Carla. And we got so Mm -hmm. focused on, you know, deadlines and, and just getting it done, getting it done, getting it done. That in that moment, it was like, we didn't care if only one person listened to it and it impacted one person, but having Christians, non-Christians, like, this is amazing, like, this is my favorite, praise, praise, praise is my favorite song, like. You do realize that was quiet. Do you know what that means? Uh, right? I mean, like, it's literally, like, it's literally probably the most Christian worshipy one the whole time. They're like, this is my favorite song of all time. And I'm like, yeah. okay. Did you? And, and like, literally, like, out of the woodwork. And that was, I was, I was shocked. I was, hum- I was humbled, absolutely mm. humbled. And also, like, Shara and Carla, how very dare you even for a moment have thought to put this down mm-hmm. um, because it is so it's not it wasn't ever just about us there was people who who this was going to impact and then even like the other day when we we're speaking to to someone in Norway who was sending our music out to people in Haiti was it Haiti mm-hmm. Carla yes that's correct yeah yes, she was Haiti. in Haiti and like you know her favorite she song played us her beautiful. voice notes yeah, yeah, and she she played us the voice note of this woman who was listening to You Are Beautiful and how she was, like, talking about how that song had spoken to her in a real moment of darkness. Like, wow. We're just, like, we are not worthy. We are mm-hmm. not worthy and we are humbled that even our little 
baby steps of faith and mm. obedience are making these waves in other people's mm. lives. And that is it. What it does is it makes me realize and have such a reverence of it wasn't a one and done. It wasn't mm. a momentary thing. It wasn't a seasonal thing that mm. we need to continue being faithful to the That's calling it. we need to fight the imposter syndrome we have to fight mm. you know the comparison temptation we have to fight all of these things because i don't care if one person in haiti needs to have an encounter with god and god wants to use us as a vessel we need to be obedient to that and i mm. i don't i don't want to miss out on that opportunity so that's kind of been it for me so far i mean there's many moments but mm. <laughs> what about you carla Gosh, this is going to sound a lot more, possibly a little less intense than that one. But I think it amazed me when there was one girl in South Africa that said that she loved the song and then she did a whole dance to it. You know, when on Instagram, mm. you can have people's songs that when you're doing a tutorial or doing something, she posted a video of herself to the song You Are Beautiful as the same wow. one that Shara's mentioning. And had done like a whole dance to it. And, and, had put it on her on her platform and I don't know this wasn't about how many followers she had but someone thought that song worthy enough to rejoice and yeah, do what they yeah. love with this as their background and for mm. me I was just like Lord if you're allowing us to set canvases for people's mm. lives mm. like Shara says who are we actually that we were ever silent in the first place or or saw that maybe even to to be so weary down at times as it really felt like if we were honest journey, yeah by the journey that that we even thought to consider putting something like this down um, mm. and that like Charles says it's both humbling it's also like really convicting and like oh gosh that hurts to know that and sometimes could we have not done this quicker you know yeah. you should have would have mm. could have no. yeah and like and then you have to like I, I need to pull it back at the end of the day we're here now and we're here with yeah. like gusto and we're here mm. with like lord you you're very good at doing things in you know fast track or making up for lost time because he's not mm. determined by these physical aspects that we are limitations and like we just have to like show us we want to just go as hard as we can and trust that he will fill the gaps if not push mm. more where mm. we really can't but we want to yeah and i think one of the really one of the things that stands out to me about that is there's two ways that I think people are blessed through that whole situation. So you going through the 12 year process, the processing is something that God uses to, to bless you. So even though it's taken the 12 years, some might see it as, Oh, that's a very long time to do an album, but what God has formed in you guys, the lessons you've learned, the muscles that have been built, the experience, the wisdom, um, that's something that has come out of that 12 year period. And then after that, when you guys finally release what that 12 years represented, God can use that to speak to the people it needs to speak to in that moment. Yeah. So I think that's such a big blessing in how God is really kind. And I think really good at redeeming and making good use of our time. It's so interesting. You say that Arnold, because I literally had that conversation with my parents the other day, like, I am constantly, continuously over, like, even today, people are reaching out and talking about our music, you know, mm. we just thought maybe just the hype of, like, the first release, but it's continuous, and yeah. um, I was like, did, should we have done this sooner? Mm. Like, mm. should we have done this, like, 10 years ago? Like, 
oh, are we too late? Oh, like, you know, all of this kind of wrestling. And they smacked that down in the sense of, they're like, Shara, you weren't ready to carry the substance of what God requires of you girls now, Mm. 10 years ago. Your Mm. everything, your mindset. And and as you said, Arnold, it required the process Mm -hmm. for it to get to the place where it's more you god than us like yeah literally we're we're nothing this is all you lord so Mm. um yeah i'm it the the shoulda woulda coulda's should not be entertained it's Mm. the right it's the right time Mm. i think that we forget that god like works outside of time anyway yeah yeah time is something that he made that we function within but god can do what he needs to do irregardless of time and he's also the god who restores what we feel like has lost time mm-hmm. you know and sometimes that just takes so much of the pressure off you know in terms of feeling like we have to rush through things mm-hmm. um because there is also something about like i listen to your songs a lot right because we make videos and we do this and we do that and all the time i'm like i've never heard that bit of this song before there's all these mm-hmm. little details that are like really intricate and really important and that's that takes time to also put that in place and your producer is like really really dope shout out jimmy um, james congratulations but yeah his his stuff is just i'm like i'm just hearing like little details i'm like this is amazing but it takes time to put mm. something together that is actually that excellent and so i think there's definitely things in that for all of us around mm. sometimes it is going to take a bit of time Sometimes it's the right time, like get out of like MVP, get it done. And but sometimes it's like actually take the time mm-hmm. and really something that's really great. Like it's whatever God is leading you to do and being true to that. It's not always going to yeah. look the same for everybody. Mm-hmm. Um, favorite song lyrics. Shara, bring that Old Testament. Carla, bring that Grace. Let's go. That <laughs> <laughs> real Old Testament district. <laughs> I felt wrong. that one. I felt that wrong. one. Like it's, I still felt it though. <laughs> okay, so fine. True story. Like um, first, first thing that springs to my head: the gate to life is narrow. Oh, don't run away from the right choice. The gate to life is narrow. Don't run away from the right choice. When I lose myself, I find myself in Him. What song is that from? Righteous, right, right choice. choice. The one that we right. had to like totally. Oh, that one needed <laughs> blood washing. Dip in a pool of love and grace. Like, and then so... <laughs> why? Why those lyrics? Because <sighs> it's. <laughs> I'm, really, I'm really curious. It's true. I mean, okay, so definitely there's the Old Testament in me. And yes, my lovely family are here to remind me of this and remind me that Jesus came in this full of grace and love. Um, I'm a law-abiding citizen. <laughs> I can go that way, but I, I guess and, and it's... not the law of the land. The yeah. Law of the land. <laughs> just, to be clear. just in case you didn't know what she was saying. For clarification. Um yeah, so that's that's kind of um, my my area of development, should we say? Because we all have that. 
mm. I will lean towards that. So the, the, the gate to life is narrow. In the sense of there's, you know, making right choices is sometimes inconvenient. It's uncomfortable. It's hard. Mm. Um, and living for Christ is inconvenient. It's uncomfortable. <laughs> And it's mm, hard mm. in a world that presents us with live your truth. Um, mm. You know, everyone's, you know, God, Jesus accepts everything, you know, like mm. all of these wishy washy stances. Mm. Um, but actually, living a life for Christ, we should desire making those choices. We should desire mm. that. Um, so that's kind of why I can really identify that and when I lose myself and that's the whole thing you know when when we submit to rather pleasing God than pleasing my desires myself my will that's actually when I live the most fulfilling life mm. over and over again so yeah I like that's one of my favorites I mean Carla's not wrong about old habits but everyone's bored <laughs> of me talking about that song I can talk about that song for days God, just say, just say why you love it so much. Why do you love it so much? Because it's... It's honest, man. It's <laughs> honest. Like, I love it. I love it so much. It talks about how we are, in essence, our own worst enemies. And, you know, daily dying, we mm. all have to... We it's you know and old habits we think about like you know dirty habits or you know those literally i'm just repeating the song story here but that's that's how it's it's true mm. we associate bad habits with sin sinful people evil people that world that dark world of sex drugs rock and roll drugs um, pornography, you know, promiscuity, all of that kind of stuff. And we neglect to admit that we have our own bad habits, mm. which are not in line with the character of God mm. and how Jesus designs us to, to, to live life, which we need to address. So again, as Carla was talking about, instead of pointing the finger out there to everyone else, you need to fix this, you need to fix that. What do I need to fix? Do I need to fix my speech do i need to fix my mentality and my attitude mm. do i need to fix my pride um mm. all of those things daily in that daily dying process that's kind of where i'm like yeah fine i suck yes Jesus. <laughs> you, know, <laughs> you know something something really interesting I, I i feel like i can understand at least one reason why this had to be 12 years in the making because this song the, the righteous right choice mm. when was that written that was like when i was like 19 so the Whoa. interest it's really interesting because i think from what i've seen firsthand in my experience <laughs> of christendom probably around 10 12 years ago these are the kinds of things that it was normal to say and hear in christian circles about righteousness, about dying to self, about all of these different kinds of things. The ba basically the Bible, like on what the scriptures say. <laughs> Whereas you fast forward to the times that we're in now, and it's almost like you're an alien from outer space, which in some senses we are, but um for for even daring to speak about things like death to self, um putting 
old habits to death all those kind of things like it's it's not as normal in conversation now Mm. as it might have been before um so it's a good thing that you kept that Old Testament fire and brimstone. <laughs> it's such like the first album. person who appreciates that. I'm joking. Do you know what's quite cool is that it is there is like and it's very word based, but I've yeah. never listened to like I hope just something been like oh so like Arnold, do you remember when we were doing after the altar call? Like yeah, this is the thing, Sharia is that Arnold, <laughs> he is Mister Old Testament, yeah. I remember oh. when we were going through the book. That's why I appreciate like, it. <laughs> Feel you, oh, brother. It, how long ago did you write the the first version? Uh, like the original. I think it's maybe five, five, six years now, maybe. And you could see like the growth from Arnold back then. I was then. all the way firing. <laughs> no filters. Like, I didn't I care if I had no friends. <laughs> <laughs> Oh you know, and just see. And then you realise it's about people, so we might need yeah. to fix ourselves before we start fixing everyone else. That's it. <laughs> yeah, humbling. Yeah. But I, humbling. It's, yeah, it's very humbling. It's mm. awesome, man. It's awesome. And what about you, Kyla? Um, one of my favourite songs, I think, is "Free Living." Um, but I think this is again not as intense as Shara is. Really Why like. do you keep saying I'm <laughs> not intense? I am intense, but in terms of like her responses about like what connect, what she connects with the most on some of the songs, and don't get me wrong, I connected all the songs I, I wrote them, so like they have definite meaning for me. But mm. in terms of things that stand out more, I think the, there's a simplicity about the free living song. Is literally actually that's that's what this is about. In a nutshell, it's about people being free, free from rubbish and free from old habits and free from good choices. As a result of good choices, there's freedom. And so interesting, last night we were talking with some people from our church about how the world has told us that, you know, Christianity has imposed so many restrictions on us. Anything that encourages discipline or to make a check of restraining the things that I naturally or my flesh or things that I want to do that are not always actually positive that's meant to be something that will make me not free and yet the bible and the disciplines that it encourages us to have um even in some of the typologies it uses is like we train as athletes about how we engage with our everyday consistencies to come to God with the honesty of who we are and to allow him to do what he did on the cross thousands of years ago in redeeming us Mm. that in that actually there is freedom there that I'm not going to be bound by those bad habits. I'm not going to be bound by things that just keep cycles of poor experience, not just for me, but for everybody else around me that if this, these things aren't in check, they are devastating and create damage. Mm. So free living for me in a nutshell is just like, it's actually just an embrace of freedom and liberty. And that's something I'm still learning about now because in myself, I'm still having to address mindsets that are completely in contradiction to what God has called me to be in terms of being free, to mm. being, you know, aspirational in terms of striving for excellence or being the best. Like that's still something that I'm that I'm learning now, even though I wrote that song mm. when I was I was twenty-five when I wrote that song. Mm. Um, free living is is a and, and and I think the combination with the music that that track is is so great. My niece loves it, so when she hears it, and I love hearing this because my sister will tell me that 
when they're in the car and they hear free living she knows that it's me she's like carla singing and i'm like <laughs> i love that she recognizes my voice most in that song and i that's yeah. probably to do with the way that i'm singing it because actually that really speaks to me about the element of liberty that is just the joy of what what we have in this message you know mm. and the other one that i love is guys and girls i just feel like there's something about it's like a calling to people like everybody that gets it stand up a shout you know? out and huge and i Those in a world that yeah and i don't think i think there is a lot of people that feel isolated by how interestingly enough as you said arnold like this is not even within possibly even christian environments the to stand for what is true mm really true according to the word of god it's not always welcomed mm. and we want to rally the crowds and saying that you're not alone mm. you know that's how i feel about that it's amazing and that is the journey we're on as well the freedom one that you mentioned for freedom christ has come to set us free mm-hmm. and i think that's just the journey of the christian is that as we grow in living out god's ways and his designs we ultimately are growing in our ability to live free because that's what it's all about. Yeah. So, sir, was that the favorite song or the favorite lyric? So what's your favorite oh, lyric? Oh, that was both. So He zoned in, didn't he? Yeah. No, I, I was going to let you get The, the song is free living. It's like, <laughs> free no wife of mine. Free living one. <laughs> and then the other right. one is... Sorry, tell us again. Like guys and girls, young and old, young and old, who won't take no for an answer. They live by faith and know their worth, the ones who know their God. Why, Why that lyric? Which one? The free living one or the know their God one? I think the free living one, I think I missed it. Say the free living one again. I want to be free, free living in you. Okay, go with that one first and then go with the other one after. I I think, I'm hoping that's what I thought I was talking about in my responses. It's because of those lyrics that it kind of leads to the context of why I felt that way about it in terms of Mm. there's liberty and freedom about this walk. And that's that, those lyrics encapsulate that. Okay. Are the guys and girls one, um, young and old, who won't take no for an answer that um, live by faith and know their worth, the ones who know their God, is my mm. other favorite because that's really the crowd, the ones. And when I say know their God, it's like they're living this daily relationship aspect. Mm. And there's a lot of them out there. And some, I think, have felt lonely or isolated at some point because... Mm. I think you mentioned this earlier and I, I might be repeating myself a little bit in terms of you say like even now sometimes even in Christian circles many people still feel alone because the you know the advocacy or the you know encouragement of actually speaking truth according to the word of God is not always welcomed mm. and what that means for people is not always welcomed and um yeah that's just like a call and like a rally to all of you saying shout out to all of you yes we stand with you just stand and be bold you're not alone and i think Mm. in an an environment that we're living in now i think we need some more of that if that makes sense Mm. that's it so you guys are not the only ones left if you're feeling like the only christian who Mm -hmm. actually believes what the bible says 
is more than just information, but it's something we should live. This is the call to you. Mm-hmm. So, question, guys. So, for those who are really interested in hearing more from Hope Jean, they want to get access to the album Defined, and they're just in love with all of the songs that they've heard through this podcast and the lyrics. Where can they find the album? Where can they find you guys after as well? If you want to be found. If you want to be found, find us. <laughs> we want to be found. <laughs> um, all major platforms, iTunes, Apple Music, um, Amazon. You can um, stream Spotify anywhere. YouTube, we're on YouTube. Find us, subscribe. Um, we have lots of song stories, a little bit of uh, history, honest conversations. We like that. Um, so you can find that and on Instagram follow us and for like constant updates as to what we're doing our music video for Hope Jean was recently released um, Mm -hmm. for Old Habits um, which was so much fun and again really awesome how people have totally connected with the vibe, the beat Mm. the sass and the message um, of the song so yeah check it out share it you know, tell your tell your neighbors, tell your enemies, tell your ex boyfriend. <laughs> <Tell them all. laughs> yeah. yeah. Everyone tell needs it. <laughs> and what's your handle on Instagram? Um Hope Jean UK. Hope Jean UK. And yeah, YouTube? Word. Um Hope Jean. Okay. Unless Brilliant. it's not Tolly, because you're looking at me with <laughs> I'm just checking. <laughs> but I'm pretty sure it's Hope Jean. Yeah. Hope Jean. If you want to cross check it, it should hopefully yeah. be in the show notes. In the song notes. Yeah, so mm-hmm. so yeah double check yeah. everything there and it's on facebook as well but the instagram oh, and facebook do the same updates mm-hmm. official hope gene there we go yes. mm-hmm. official which, hope gene which one's official hope gene YouTube. youtube 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 okay there you go any final words hope gene for the people give them a message but of hope the message generation for this oh that's hope generation uh for... <laughs> I, I i'm trying that... to lead you towards the old testament right now no i think myself and carla we've spoken about this quite recently just with the whole launch and release of of defined and we're not beginning this journey, but kind of, I would say, re-engaging with this journey. Um, even that, I hope, brings hope to others. Mm. Everyone has something and a call on their life, and there's a purpose on every single individual. And the devil is a liar, and he wants to snuff you out. He wants to shut you up. But there is someone who needs what you have. Mm. so do not align yourself with the lies do not align yourself even with your own self-doubt and every hurt every question on your call on your purpose just be faithful and obedient and Mm. god will honor that because we need you we need you this world needs you so for me that's kind of what this declaration of the album is Mm. it is much more than just music it's much more than a funky beat which we love (laughs) um it's much more than you know our history our journey but it's also to kind of be an example of not giving up and continuing on with what god has for you 
Mm. That's good. Carla? I feel Shara stole all of the lines there. It's <laughs> <laughs> not so. <laughs> but like... Uh, it's so interesting that she spoke about like this is not the beginning but also this is the beginning it was the end of something but it's the beginning of something else and I think whoever ends up listening to either the album or to this conversation that you are at the beginning of something it is a new day mm. and it is a new era and what you decide to do with as Shara said engaging with what you know God has already placed inside of you you already know people can tell you and affirm and confirm something that you already know and you've already been on a journey with it because that's just how life is. I want to encourage whoever that person may be or persons may be that it's it's worth taking up and it's worth running with it. And mm. it's worth doing it if it's literally a little step at a time. It's worth doing it if you've got the ability and the capability or the resources to go big, do it. Mm. Um, I think if we've learned anything in the last few years is that actually when the opportunity is there, just say yes. It is God's gig. If you just say yes, he will make sure that everything goes the way that he sees fit. But all you have to do is say yes. That's good. So, thank you guys so much. <laughs> the weight of the revelation. <laughs> the headphones cannot take it. Cannot take it. Thank you so much, Carla and Shara, aka Hope Jean, for joining us on the yeah. podcast today. For sure. Thanks um, for having us. It's been nice. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, having pleasure. good chats. Yes, yes. yes I feel yes. like there's so much more to talk back. about. Yeah. There's so much more to talk about. I feel like the PK panel. What's, the, what's the next topic? Honestly, we're ready. <laughs> <laughs> Just get some real honest conversation going here. That's Possibly it. some tears. Cathartic. Goodness. Let's get it out there. Come on. <laughs> Therapy. Therapy. Yeah, and thank you guys so much for listening. Um, yeah, we'd love to hear your thoughts, your comments. Hit us up on Reason to Behold on all platforms. And yeah, we'll see you on the next episode. Thank you for listening. Peace. All right. Peace. 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 Peace.